All of a sudden, you speak in English now, huh? A little. A little my ass, you lied to me. I didn't say I didn't. You assume I didn't. Assume I kick your little Beijing ass right now, man. I ain't scared of you. I know you know that little tricky shit. Come on. I'm not responsible for your assumption. You full of shit. You understand that? You full of shit. Not being able to speak is not the same as not speaking. You seem as if you like to talk. I like to let people talk who like to talk. It makes it easier to find out how full of shit they are. What the hell did you just say? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where we do a lot of rushing around, but now it's time to sit down and talk about a movie. I'm Kaylee. I'm Ryan. You want any fives with that? That's right. This week we watched Rush Hour. Any fives with that? Yeah, they give that this elaborate breakdown of like, okay, I want this much money in 20s. I want this much money in 10s. Yep. Um, and then Chris Tucker has the audacity to say, do you want any fives with that? It's the one line that like I remember from this film. I know everybody's like, do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? Like, iconic, I get it. But no, no, no. I am team, do you want any fives with that? Yeah. Culture, popular culture has determined that do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth is the quote of the film. Oh, but my but life experiences purposes, yeah. are the only ones that matter. Don't andrutate me. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, we're recording this as the Andrew Tate news came out. And, and if you don't know what we're talking about, go look it up. It's hilarious. Basically, the man is so arrogant that he has gotten himself in trouble through it. Yeah, please. And also, January 14th is Human Trafficking Awareness Day. So please put on your blue. Go yeah. look up what's going on with that whole situation. That was my one serious moment of the night. Now we're getting back into it. We haven't it. even said what movie we watched. We watched Rush Hour. <laughs> I said it. That's what we watched. I'm going to read the back of the box real quick before we get into it. Cool. One's all talk. The other is all action. Jackie Chan from Rumble in the Bronx and First Strike and Chris Tucker from Money Talks and Friday mixes punches with punchlines in this hilarious action comedy. Chan is a tough Hong Kong cop in Los Angeles to solve the kidnapping of a Chinese diplomat's daughter. But the FBI wants none of his help and recruits a fast-talking LAPD detective, Tucker, to babysit him. Cultures clash and tempers flare as these two cops from different worlds quickly discover one thing they have in common. They can't stand each other. With time running out, they must join forces <laughs> to catch the criminals if they don't kill each other first. Ooh. Rush hour. Dun, dun, dun. Ryan, how would you summarize this film? Hey, uh, you want to see a Jackie Chan movie, but, uh, you know, American? <laughs> I like that you went for New York accent, even though this is L.A. And um, when most people do an American accent, they do like a Southern accent. 
This movie is basically a Jackie Chan movie if you took out all the best parts of a Jackie Chan movie. Oh, what? Yeah. No. There's some elements of, of the Jackie Chan stuff that I that's still there. I um, resent that. Yeah, there's a No, lot. man, they tried to pad this thing just with the hottest comedian in the country at the time. They just tried to shoehorn that shit into what is normally for, uh, his formula. Jackie Chan's formula exists in this. They just kind mm. of like don't do enough of it. I I don't know how to put that really. There's right. there's not enough fighting. There's not enough cool fighting. They have to f- incorporate uh, Chris Tucker too much to where it dilutes the potency of the stunts and the action. Yeah. Um, At some point while watching this movie, I wrote down that this movie feels like a multiplayer game, but like player two really sucks at the game, right? Have you ever like played through a video game and you're like really trying to get through the boss fight or whatever, but your player two just sucks at video games? Right. That is the entire movie. I think that's really interesting considering the lead here, Chris Tucker, uh, I don't know the character's name, but um, he has a problem with partners mm-hmm. and doesn't think that they're helpful. He tells a story later in the movie that his dad is killed in the line of duty because yeah. his his partner didn't help um, during a routine traffic stop. But um, he is actually the inferior partner here. So oh, yeah. he gets a little taste of that. Um and I guess, you know, that's the only thing to come out of this movie is kind of that um, teamwork vibe, right? That that The lesson that um, you can't do it all on your own. Right. And also not to make assumptions. This is like anti-assumptions, the uh, PSA. What? Because there's so much casual racism that assumptions exist in between whatever you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. Like, it it doesn't know exactly what it wants to say. It clearly wants to say, like, hey, don't think that just because Jackie Chan is from China, he doesn't know how to speak English. Um, And then at the end of the movie, we have this weird moment where it's like, just because Chris Tucker is black doesn't mean that he can't speak Mandarin, Um, which is also very confusing. It's all full of shit. This yes. whole movie is full of shit. Yeah. And I hate how many tropes there are. I hate how exploitative it is of the era because this is an, a time period in America where making fun of stuff was like what you did. Yeah, I'm going to just put this out there. 1998 is equivalent to your 1986, right? We have this theory going on that 1986 was like just an amazing year for movies. I thought it was 84. Oh, is it 84 or 86? I can't remember, but yeah. But there's like one year in the 80s where like all the good movies came out. It might be 85. Dude. Because there's a shitload of good horror movies that come out in 85. There are so many good movies that came out in 98. I I feel bad because we're going to have to hang out here for a little bit, but... I mean, Deep Impact, which we just watched, also came out. In I forgot all about Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Until you said it. Well, really. we watched Rushour. We did. Um, I'm sure you're wondering at this point why. Yeah, big time. <laughs> um, I loved this movie as a kid. Everybody loved this movie when it came out. I loved it. Um, 
Not so much now. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. That's important because um, <laughs> I understand that. Like I, I saw this in the theaters and um, yeah, I didn't know. I, I wasn't sure because I only remembered like the cultural um, echoes of this film. Okay. Um, and now I remember why having watched it again because I barely remember any of it and I just watched it. So um, <laughs> yeah, I, it Makes total sense because I remember not really disliking it per se, but I, I don't remember liking it like it seemed like everybody else did. I really liked Chris Tucker as a kid. Like I watched him in Fifth Element. Yes. Which came out like literally the year before this so movie. So glad you said that because I started looking up his film history and it's like mm-hmm. he was in Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. It's pretty good in that. But in this, he plays a version of himself or he does this thing that he does in other movies that he he needed to stop doing and until he stopped doing it i couldn't take him seriously no he is eddie murphy in this movie there's a lot of beverly hills cop stuff in this Yeah. yeah um there are moments where he has the same um I don't know, acting style. Um, I am not an actor, so I can't quite um, pin that, whatever that is. I, I found it to be unique to him okay. um, while we were watching it. But now that you're saying that, I, I do understand what you mean. Um, Eddie, in his early, and he did a lot of these cop buddy, buddy cop type things. Yeah. Um, he had a kind of over-the-top performance at times, right? Mm-hmm. Where he got loud and kind of controlled the room, right? Or commanded the room. Yeah, he takes over a scene. Like, he's supposed mm-hmm. to be um, this undercover kind of detective. Um, but instead, his method is to drive a very flashy car and to make a big scene wherever he goes. Axel Foley is a more down-to-earth type character. Um, yeah. Way more likable. Yeah. Way more likable. And uh, less problematic. When we get to... Well, let's just, uh, before we really get into it, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I watched a lot of Jackie Chan as a kid. Drunken Master is still like comfort food for me. Like, I love that movie. Um, And I loved this. And now that I watch it, yeah, it is like the watered down version of Jackie Chan. I mean, Gabe introduced me to this stuff, him and his brother, uh, as far as Jackie Chan goes. And... Mm. I had already gotten my fill of great Jackie Chan movies before I saw this. <laughs> yeah. So I do remember being a bit disappointed, but it was cool to see him in like a big blockbuster film. You know, having Jackie Chan in a movie theater was a big deal for us because we were renting his movies. You know, we never saw Jackie Chan in a movie theater. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so I think we were hyped on that. But and Chris Tucker was really hot, you know, fresh off of Friday. Uh, we were very much into that, too. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's so many, like, police story, uh, police, uh, wait, what, Super Cop. Um, he's got so many good movies uh, that are just fun all the time. And uh, one of the significant parts that I remember of his movies is what I was mm-hmm. kind of waiting for in this one. And I hate to jump this far ahead, but after the credits, yeah. they always do the outtakes. Yeah. So much fun to watch those. Absolutely. I would even argue that, and I mean, again, haven't watched Shanghai Noon since I was a kid. I don't think I've seen that. Dude, I love Shanghai Noon. Then I won't say Owen anything Wilson, else. Right? Yes. I think after all this madness, because they made three of these fucking movies. They did. Uh, <laughs> I'm only making you watch this. And I think, I, I, think I did watch the second one. Okay. I'm, 
positive I didn't see the third one. Um, I only then, saw the third one because they're in Paris. I think I wouldn't have seen the third one because the second is just more of the dilution of Jackie Chan that the first one yeah. was. Like, it just furthers that idea, and that's disgusting. Um, or just not disgusting. That's an overreaction. Uh, it's frustrating. It, it's off-putting. I, I just don't need to watch it anymore. So I think I learned my lesson there. And uh, Shanghai Noon was just too much. The the, the so cultural fun. clash oh. of Jackie Chan here was mm-hmm. already... I didn't ex- trust the world to treat him right in Shanghai Noon. So Okay. Again, haven't watched it in a really long time. Now I want to. Um, but I love that movie <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah, I feel like now we can get into the minutiae of this. It's immediately a different Jackie Chan film because he's holding a gun in one of the first scenes. He's got gun stuff in his other movies. I mean, that's sure. not that weird, but sure, I, I but see it what you seems mean. strange, right? He he seems very serious. Um, we see like the shipping, and we kind of get a sense of like what's going on here. But then he gets punched in the stomach by a little girl, and I'm like, cool, we're right back where we should be. Starts in Hong Kong. Yeah. Which I I had to look it up because I'm I just had the memories. I'm like, isn't this around the same time that there's some stuff going on significantly with Hong Kong, like with politically speaking, yeah. Well yeah, because the Brits left mm-hmm. in ninety seven, the year before this movie comes out. So while this movie is being made, the transfer is happening from British rule to Chinese control. And I remember that being kind of a Tense period. And now there's a ton more going on with Hong Kong, politically speaking. And I don't want to speak too much to that just because I'm I'm a bit obtuse as to the whole situation. But there's a completely different context for this movie now for me. I find it a whole lot more significant that all of these artifacts are going back into the hands of the people that should happen. Oh, yeah. That was totally lost on me in my first viewing. Um, it, it did. Like, it, it put me on edge knowing that this was kind of about that transfer in some way. Okay. Like, they, they, yeah. it's, it's so weird that they made a movie about this. A little bit. Their not- villain is based on the Brits losing control. The villain is England, for sure. Well, a British guy who was a private owner of these Chinese like historical artifacts like he owned these things in his private collection he says yeah that's why this is so fucking interesting so it's not explicitly british it's him he happens to be british but right oh oh boy is it ever about england yeah because how could it not be this is made the fucking year they leave Mm -hmm. and they'd been in there for 150 plus years like this is crazy taryn shut up um now this brings me to the first thing that alarmed me about this movie. Okay. Brett Ratner being in control of this thing. <laughs> Who is that? Like, um, oh, this walk man, me through. I believe, has been, acu- has been me too'd. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. fun. Um, I believe uh, Olivia Munn has a story about him. Oh. Um, the, <laughs> the, there's, there's history of him, you know, being kind of um, a power monger. <laughs> Power monger. What am I trying to say here? What a term. Being a skis. He's a skis. Okay. To use 1990s terminology, he is a skis. So yeah, my my first note is Brett Ratner fun. Uh, And and (laughs) it it really does like 
just ooze throughout the movie the creepiness of this motherfucker like how he's how he simplifies the world for his own you know power trip um everything in this thing it is like a stereotype it's simplistic um it, it's just ah <laughs> Yeah. So where was I? We were talking about a very specific moment. You're good. I mean, we're just talking about British rule and stuff and how it's in the news again. And oh, it, I guess it's it's weird that, I mean, he would exploit this moment for like a cheap premise, right? Yeah, so sure. That, that's who, I'm ta- who we're talking about here. Mm, taking full advantage of a very serious political situation and turning it into a f- film. Yeah, sure. That's, yeah. But uh, anyway. I think it's complicated for Jackie Chan to be in this. I do too. And I don't know enough about the situation to be able to comment intelligently on it. So I'm going to move forward. We kind of get an indication of who Chris Tucker's character is because another moment of stereotyping, we think that he is a weapons dealer or an informant. Um, he's going to purchase some C4. <laughs> what a way to start a movie. Yeah. That's a man why pulls up in a, um, God damn it. What kind of car was that? No idea. I don't uh, it's care. Like a, it's like a famous, um, sports car, but, uh, and everybody's going to hate me for the, Oh, you know, all those guy guys out there who definitely like, listen to our podcast and they, yeah. Oh, they all listen to it, especially for me to talk about cars. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's such a strange look. He's just decked out. I mean, he's just manicured, uh, just shiny suit, just sticking out like a sore thumb. So yeah. even if, he is what he turns out to be. Yeah. This is crazy for him he to look like this. He also gets two cops shot. Yeah. That's bad. I do like he that he also, told him to get back in the car and go get donuts, though. That was fun. Well, yeah. Sure. That's fine. But he explodes a car, like, in the middle of the street. This guy sucks at his job. Axel Foley would not do this. No, Axel Foley would not. Axel Foley would also not wave a gun around for like half the movie. You know who would do all of this? Though. Yeah. Bad boys. Bad boys. Bad boys would do this. What they gonna do? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I'm talking about cops? Yeah, I thought okay. you were talking about cops. Talk about the, the movie show. Bad Boys with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Oh shit! Okay, Bad boys yes. would do this. Yeah. This is all their type of shit. Yeah. And that's all Michael Bay stuff, right? Oh, I think so. I think so. Bad Boys movies are Michael Bay. So this is kind of Brett Ratner's Michael Bay moment in some ways. Like he's getting into some action, but he's way over his head with Jackie Chan. Here. Like every type of gun is in this movie. Like every type of gun. Like it's madness. And they're all like waving them around. Like it's just a toy. Drove me insane the it, entire movie. Yeah. It, watching it now um, feels so bizarre. Just how playful they are. I mean, just any issues with cops in general and the way he is going about business and abusing his power. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn it. It's just really awkward. And it's not like proper handling techniques. I just feel like no one was on set to teach people how to handle weapons like an actual cop would does that make sense? It's all supposed to be silly. So we got to throw... Sure. I mean, uh, it became apparent that um, Brett Ratner does not care about black people, um, Chinese people, um, Japanese people. 
yeah. any Asian person whatsoever because that becomes this amalgamation in like bizarre, like, cross reference of cultures there you even mentioned um they were speaking japanese at one point and they did so i i think it's just like a shit show of cultural recognition although it does have the nice element of hey this is cool to give this back to the homeland right like this should not be uh these historical artifacts should not exist outside of their own country absolutely not no and uh the problem is but that's, that's it. <laughs> it's balanced with the negative aspect, which is Chris Tucker shows up in his boss's office thinking that he's going to get this big ass or he has this big assignment and all the old dudes in the room know the secret, but Chris Tucker does not. And they're all laughing at his expense at the yeah. beginning of the movie. Well, he is a bad cop. And I kind of remember it being like that throughout. I didn't remember that it is revealed to Chris Tucker's character that he's on a joke babysitting assignment. Mm -hmm. That somehow makes it worse because it's like, okay, go babysit the guy who's visiting from China. Mm -hmm. It's so belittling and yeah. disgusting. And somehow so much worse well, he than like... We could have been like, suspended, though. It's so much work than, worse than a Jacques Cousteau... Jacques Clouseau? Jacques Cousteau? No, no, no. The Pink Panther oh, guy. Pink Jacques Clouseau. Yeah. The um, yeah. It's so much worse than that situation, right? Because at least, like, uh, Steve Martin is just kind of like this bumbling detective that stumbles into the truth. This is so much worse. And Steve Martin. Based in, like... <laughs> extremely tense racism and it's constant Ugh. i felt barraged with um inappropriate bigotry yeah um like just too casual with this shit and it it came from all directions yeah uh i don't want to make this the woke podcast we're trying to have fun no here. i'm sorry so but let's I, talk about i'm sorry this movie was genuinely unpleasant yeah <laughs> let's talk about some of the cool stuff one of my favorite scenes that I remember from when I was a kid is the Chinese theater thing where Jackie Chan just like up and dips and then he's like on one of those star tour buses. I thought you were going to mention the damn John Wayne thing where the he doesn't hang thing out with funny. John Wayne. It oh, also looks boy. like um, that episode of I Love Lucy that has John Wayne on it and they have to keep re-signing the mm. concrete slab. It's that concrete slab. Oh, that's cool. Like it's the same signature. Yeah, it if was, you want to tie something to Lucy, I'm down. That's, it was that's really fun. neat. Um, fuck John Wayne, but like it was cool. Uh, so he ends up on the Starbucks and then he's got to get off the Starbucks. Starbucks, everybody, not yeah. Starbucks. Mm-mm, bus. And he like jumps into an RV, walks out of the RV, and then side slides into a taxi. Yeah. Man, is smooth. We get one of those classic uh, kind of Rube Goldberg action-esque or uh, Rube Goldberg-esque action things that Jackie Chan is known for where the stunts just kind of like blend into each other. Um, he's like he's fucking masterful. Mario jumping yeah. around, man. Like, it's so cool. Dude, and they, you know, they made a Jackie Chan game. They should have made like a more Mario type thing, a more platformer thing, because uh, they made it as like a fighter and they had fatalities and stuff in it. Yeah, no, um, I need like an acrobatic. Yeah. Yeah, like jumping around, you gotta, almost like Sonic, I don't know, probably more like Mario. I think we could come up with, uh, it's like a Spider-Man without the webs. Yeah. You know, but either way, it needs to be kind of 
not necessarily G-rated, but more family-friendly because he's adorable. Jackie Chan he's is awesome. He's so great. Oh, my God. He's just lovable. Yeah. Okay, can we... Mm, can we just talk about the fight scenes? Like is that- that's kind of all I'm here okay. for, honestly. Because then we have the bar fight. Oh, which I just adore. I thought that was a weird. I mean, I've seen a ton of bar fights in movies. I didn't think that was a great location. I hate how the bar fight starts. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But yeah. I love the actual bar fight. They needed a reason for a fight, and they picked the dumbest, the worst. But um, the uh, the fight itself, I, I I remember specifically looking at it and thinking, this seems like a Steven Seagal type thing. This is not Jackie Chan. There's not enough to do here. It's still like really silly, like Jackie Chan. But then Always. you do get moments where he like throws a bar light into a guy's face, and that does feel very Steven Seagal. I right. get what you're saying, and all the pool sticks being sm- smacked around. But um, cool it, stick fighting, like yeah, I need that. It was the first time I saw him kind of like leading. You can see it in his face where he's cueing people for the next moves and stuff because they're not really? like his squad. You know, he's normally got a production company of his own when he's making his best movies overseas right. uh, well, in his homeland. But um, the movie here, you can tell he's got to have control. He's got to be a choreographer here because it's fucking Jackie Chan. He can't like it's not a Jackie Chan action sequence if he's not the one right. choreographing. Right. So. You can tell these guys probably loved working with him. Um, but, and you could probably see this in the other movies too, but, uh, it, it became noticeable like where he's leading them. And that's kind of cool to see, even though it's breaking the mystique of the movie. You mm-hmm. know, um, I love the technique and the, the art of it, the craft. See? Yeah, I like those moments more when it, uh, or I notice those moments more when it's Will Ferrell and John C. Riley clearly completely diverted from the script and doing their own thing. And somehow it's funnier and they're like, yes, anding each other. This does seem far more choreographed, or at least I would hope that it is. Of Um, course. Yeah. Because it's dangerous. I totally didn't notice Jackie Chan cueing anybody. Well, you saw him cueing motherfuckers in the face, right? uh, Yeah. Yeah, Pool cueing them. With a pool stick. (laughs) That's the irony of me noticing it there. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, the one guy's suit, that all red suit, like it's got a oh, red vest and a red yeah. tie. Like They break fuck. into this club in the back of room and um, it's Chris Tucker's like cousin or something. Yeah. Um, but he acts like it's, you know, a bad guy. And Chris Tucker is clearly abusing power here. Yeah. Like he's that cousin that has a badge and is abusing it to get intel I, I'm very confused None about... None of it really works, honestly, yeah. because he would be so shunned in his community. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. He already mentioned that his mom... One of the best lines, um, my mama is not uh, you know is ashamed of me. Uh, she tells everybody I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> so there's no way that he's going to be afraid of him because he's probably... Tucker's a clown in his own community, I would imagine. Yeah, but at the same time, like you still, you still don't want to pick a fight with a cop. I get that. But I don't think he would be let into the room. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. There's uh, the next fight. I mean, there it just goes from fight to fight, and that's all that really sticks out to me. Well, um, no. They, I mean, they have to go um, 
do some detective work, so they end up talking to the bomb squad lady and interrupting her test. And, you know, they go all over the place talking to everybody and setting up the pieces that they need for, you know, the ultimate showdown here. Um, It is not that fun. And that... And there are too few fights. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the next one and... In regards to the going around and visiting different people, it does kind of feel like Grand Theft Auto where yep. they're like, go visit yeah. Spanky at the auto shop. I, I don't Give play me that a name. game, but... Okay, uh, and then they go visit Sean, um, Sean Penn, uh, Chris Penn, <laughs> who, by the way, is like in every goddamn movie in the world in 1998. I don't know who um, that is. Chris Penn, Sean Penn's brother. He's also oh, in really? Reservoir Dogs. Um, I've never seen it. Don't look at me like that. Okay. <laughs> um, this is why we're doing the show, everybody. Ha-ha! Here we are. Yay! Look at that. Wow. Um, I bring in Shanghai I Noon. You bring if- in Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> I, I can't tell if we're going to go on forever. Or, or if um, it's finite. Yeah. I mean, h- how long is this going to go? Because I don't know if that's on my list or not. But if it isn't, then, you know. How many times is this going to happen? Yeah, I, I'm just upset that you have to keep dodging like Apocalypse Now references or I still haven't seen the new Willow show, even though like I'm really interested because I haven't seen the movie Willow. Willow. Yeah, that's the complicated part of our process. Our relationship. I mean, podcast relationship is complicated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. It is. Um, next it's not really like a fight, but he's trying to bust into the Chinese council building and he's like climbing on trees oh, and like yeah. swinging and shit. Like that is exactly the kind of video game stuff that I think you're talking about. Yeah. When he jumps up that corner and his face is right next to the camera. Oh my God. That was fun. Very fun. And Good he's stunt. doing it with a steering wheel attached to his arm. Oh yeah. Very cool. That was so much fun, kicking the dude's asses and like punching through the steering wheel. Yeah, he's and, like grabbing people's heads with it. Yeah. And yes. Oh my god, he's so fun. Um, and then we get in there, and it's like a whole lot of heart. Up to this moment, Mo Heart, Mo Heart. Um, I didn't feel like the dad, um, the dad, Su Young's dad. Yeah. Had, the Chinese consulate. Yeah, I didn't feel like he had properly expressed how devastating it is to have your kid kidnapped. And then we have this scene where Jackie Chan and um, the counselor meet, and you see the emotion. I just remember feeling the impact of that. That guy's great. That guy's he's, in stuff. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, it was heartbreaking. Like, that's the tricky part about this this movie wasn't hard to watch as a parent and i feel like it should be yeah i I feel like there needs to be more emotion it needs to be not quite like taken but closer right i wanted more of an emotional connection to this movie but it's very difficult when chris tucker is constantly making jokes and uh, Jackie Chan racist is doing jokes. like very confusing things. Really racist jokes. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, Brett Ratner has no sensibility for like cultural appreciation. No, at all. Clearly or racial not. appreciation, or, or he's not sensitive to race. He no. is uh, straight up attacking stereotypes here. The next... Or not attacking... He's attacking with stereotypes. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. 
The next moment I want to talk about was actually a really interesting literary technique, if I may. We go back to where we started midway through the film. We go back to the guy who was selling C4. Mm -hmm. And it really shows like, okay, here's how these characters have grown and developed since the last time we interacted with guy selling C4. We see him in the county jail. um, And Jackie Chan's character has this amazing moment where he just holds up that picture of um, the little girl in her little school outfit. And he's like, no, look at her. Yeah. Oh, powerful. Yeah. Powerful shit. I think this movie is why I, I so firmly believe that you can be a really, really shitty person, but inside you are still capable of good. Hmm. You just have to connect with that, that little empathy. How did that make him good? It made him good because he did help. He saw the picture of the little girl and he was like, ah, shit, I am a human being and I do have empathy in there. I am going to help you. We can connect with each other through empathy. And I think I learned that from many films like this, but this is definitely an example of it. Interesting. Yeah. Also, another example of it's only good when it's Jackie Chan related. Yeah. (laughs) He, He is the saving grace to this film. It's the only good layer here. Yeah. Otherwise, what is this movie? It, um, I'm trying to think of at the time. I mean, you say Grand Theft Auto, and it's more like uh, there's this game that came out around the same time. I think it was L.A. Uh, PD something. It doesn't matter. Um, and it's basically like a Grand Theft Auto from a cop's perspective, right? Um, As in you, the, the player is a yeah, cop? Yeah, you're the cop role okay. and not the vigilante, a.k.a. criminal, like yeah. you are in Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Um, is that how Grand Theft Auto works? <laughs> this sounds like that video game Moon that you've been playing. No, it does like, not. You're not the hero. You're the guy picking up after the hero no, dog. in the video game. No, dog. No. I said, I said, cops, don't, okay. don't bring Moon into this. Okay. 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 I'm very protective of this game now. <laughs> this game I love this game. You've been playing for like two days. Oh, it's fantastic, everybody. Okay. <laughs> You clean up the hero's mess. Like, somebody's got to do it. Right, sure. Yep. Yeah. Somebody had to clean up Chris Tucker's mess. Somebody did. I mean, he made such a mess. It's They had the opportunity to convene with this little girl at some point and, and do, like, the money swap or whatever. Yeah. But then the building blows up. I'm very confused about how all of that works. I'm glad you said that because I think it's a perfect time to walk through the logic of what is happening here. Okay. All right. So Jackie Chan busts the guy in Hong Kong. Yeah. The Jun Tao, right? Yeah. Um, Now we are in San Fran, right? No, LA. We're in LA and the... uh, Guy he worked for is now the Chinese consulate, and his daughter is kidnapped by this Jun Tao guy. Yes. Jun Tao calls them and asks for $50 million. Yeah. And has very specific demands of quantity. So it seems legit. They get there. He just wants to blow up the building. Yeah. Can we talk? Like, what's that about? Um, I think he just wanted to show, like, 
don't fuck around. And also, why are all these cops here? I just want to do a trade. So I told you, uh, it's one of those, I told you bring me money, you brought a bunch of cops, yeah. I blew up the building. I think so. He expected them to do that. Yeah. So it feels like he knew it was going to happen the whole time. So but Jackie Chan points out that this guy is asking for $50 million. He wouldn't meet in a place like this. Right. Yeah, yeah. He calls it out as bullshit yeah. because, you know, it doesn't make sense. And that's kind of where I'm walking through because I think it continues to not make sense. I mean, first off, we immediately see him just hiding, watching the building blow up. Why would he be anywhere near <laughs> yeah, there? What, what is he there for? Yeah. Get out of there. Um, all right. So what's the next move? The next move is they demand more money and then they have to do the trade-off at the Chinese Expo. Okay, at the museum or whatever. Yeah, where they're showing these uh, historical pieces. Yeah. Yes. So they're going to now give them the money there. Yeah. So we have a tease of like, hey, this is what I want, but I know you're going to fuck it up, so I'm just going to kill some of your dudes to prove the point that I knew you were going to do this. Right. So now get it right. So Formula, that was that's all that yes. was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what happens in between all that? Because um, <laughs> there is a lot of time in between those things. Yeah, it's collection of intel. Um, I, I want to refer to it as side missions that ultimately divert yeah. you back to the main story. They kind of collect the squad because they get the bomb lady involved as well. Johnson. <laughs> her, her name is Johnson. <laughs> Dude, Johnson. I wanted this haircut so bad as a little kid. It doesn't work for her. I think it works great she for got her. A big she face. is she is stunning. Oh my god. I don't think you have a big face. She's amazing. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was very into whatever was going on there. I like the short hair. I think she's pulling it off. I think it's even cool that she's like a, a bomb person. Like she works for the cops, but she is like an EOD. I don't know what the police term for that is. EOD? But what is that? Military term is EOD. What's that? EOD is the department that defuses bombs. What is the, What does it stand for? I don't know, but my cousin oh, was Oh man, one. you can't just throw it out like that if you don't know what it means. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean like I know. now I'm going to make it up. Uh, sure. Explosion um, operations <laughs> department. Erectile official dysfunction. Yeah. Um, it's the the movie The Hurt Locker is about EOD. Hurt Locker. Yeah. Um, it's a very dangerous, scary job. And this woman is full on doing it and like She's practicing it. She hasn't done it yet. No, 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 no. She has not done it yet. But yeah. they are basically, you know, collecting information, connecting dots, getting people involved. They end up making it to this place where the money exchange is supposed to go down. So they don't know, right? Yeah. They don't know about the money exchange plan with the police. And the police are upstairs counting money. Yeah. What the fuck is that? They're counting to make sure it's all there. It's so weird. I know. They bring in two counting machines. And they just do it right there in the same building like they couldn't have brought it there. Them bitches is heavy. Whoa. Like, they brought in two of these things. Oh, they did ask for, like, millions of $20 bills and $10 bills. So, yeah. Um, that would be a lot of cash. Yeah. I don't think they realized. Like, I went to the grocery store the other day, and I got too small of a cart, and I stacked that bitch up full of groceries. Stacked that bitch up. Stacked. So I am just picturing in my head that these villains are like me and they 
plan poorly. So they asked for all these 20s, not knowing what like $20 million looks like Y'all, in 20s. I'm scared Kaylee's out here identifying with these villains. <laughs> I'm assuming I, these villains are like me, she says. I'm trying to like make I'm trying to make them identify with me. I'm scared. That's what I'm trying to say here. Um, they are at the grocery store with the little cart. Uh-huh. Because they went without the kid and they thought, oh my God, I don't need the car seat basket. I can get That's the little exactly one. That's exactly what the criminals were yeah. thinking. I didn't bring the kids, so I don't need all this room. <laughs> right, I understand. Right, right. <laughs> Give me all that cash in twenties. <laughs> Thanks. Um and we get into this room full of all of these really amazing old artifacts, and we know that they're going to break. So I adore this teaser moment where we are like mid-fight, and Jackie Chan has to defend his country's history. Mm. I love it. He's like trying to hold up the vase and stuff and he's like fighting around it and he's like, no, the vase, the vase, the vase. I don't know how probably, I mean, I don't know enough about this to know if this is like tense for him, if this is all just strange. He lets us know. He's like, no, like 500 years of my history. Or does he say 500 or 5,000? I don't know. 565, 29, 46 That's what he minutes. says. Yes, because he plays Angel in Rent. Mm-hmm. You're welcome for the mental picture. Now I can just, yeah, I got the mental picture of Jackie <laughs> Chan on like fire escapes. Yeah. There, well, I mean, we saw plenty of that in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So he makes a big deal out of it. Like, hey, nothing can break. All of this is important. Fucking everything gets wrecked. I know. Chris Tucker drives a van through a wall. I fully expected when he's doing that whole dance, catching the different um, pieces, I thought for sure he'd set one up and then it'd just get shot anyway. And it did. Like every time, though. Oh. Because he he saved a couple of them. It had to happen once, at least. Rule of ones. Mm Mm-hmm. No, excuse me. Rule of once. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that. (laughs) Then we get to this moment where the little girl is in the vest. Oh, yeah. She got a bomb vest. Yeah. Sue Young is... was the bomb. Oh, no, 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 no. And here is where I am like triggered okay uh, like uh, i no she's adorable yeah and she's in this big vest and then i have to realize this is a real child you have to realize i that. have to realize <laughs> this is a real child that they put in this bomb costume oh my god that's awful yeah like did they explain to her what she was putting on or what was happening it was cool as shit though she was singing the fantasy oh my god before they kidnapped her that she watched two dudes get shot in the face man that was messed up seriously this is what i'm saying (laughs) when did this kid watch this movie because it wasn't opening night let me tell you i forgot to mention before you know that in between before they get to this uh museum or whatever um they have a moment where they're kind of surprising everybody and Jackie Chan, he gets dressed up as a server. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because uh, they're in the restaurant. That's what it was. Chris Tucker is confronting the guy in the restaurant and um, Jackie Chan comes through with the food as the server. He kicks the dude's ass and takes his clothes. Yes. And the whole plan was him to, he was going to bust in like uh, FBI and show the badge. That was yeah. the whole plan. Yeah. But he decides to get in this costume. Yeah. He comes in with the food. Yeah. At a terrible time. Uh-huh. 
Um, so what's the thought process here? What's he doing as the sir? What is that layer of that? He pulls a me. <laughs> he has to add like another layer of complications right. that makes him very nearly too late. Right. It slows him down. Yeah. Because Chris Tucker could, yeah, I think he's in trouble at that point. Very much so, yeah. But but he pulls out the um, badge at the same time. Yeah, and and flips it and drops He, he it. realizes, uh, oh, um, this is trouble. Hey, I'm police. Yeah. And then... So that like just flies out of the way. He doesn't really hold on to it. And then just starts kicking ass. So the, the, why does he bother doing anything <laughs> other than just walk through and kick ass? I don't know. I don't know. I, I No idea. I don't know. I feel like we needed one of those moments. There are a lot of like really campy moments, like arguing over the radio station. Did it not feel like movie viewer busy work? Yeah. Yeah. It, Felt like we needed five more minutes onto the film. He needed a costume change. Maybe it's so he could, because that is a very intense fight. I think he needed to be in proper garb to do a very intense fight. So they do a costume change, again, like a video game, and then he fights. Okay, that that's cool. But story wise, it means nothing. Like that's that doesn't oh, yeah. make sense. Yeah, it's it's just hat on a hat. He throws the tray though, and that's very cool. Yeah, I I I love all of that. The food goes flying, fantastic. So much of this starts to feel a little bit like the Crank movies, where these guys, these maniac oh, God, directors, no. are just trying to sh- you know stuff that this that and the other in in the moment, um, and it really. It works sometimes. I guess it works often enough to where they feel like they should keep doing it. I watched the Crank movies very close together um, not that long ago, and I still don't want to talk about them. Chev. No part of me wants to ever talk about the Crank movies. Crank movies. Moving on. Are like nightmares. I feel like we've talked about Fun this nightmares. movie extensively. Do Too you much, feel probably. good? Are you good? We're uh, good. I mean, other than whether or not it's Chinese propaganda, I I, I don't really have anything more to talk know. about. I don't know. And I, I, I don't really have a strong argument for why it would be. I just have a feeling that the Chinese had a part in how this came together. It's anti-British occupation. I will put it that way. Yeah. Oh, clearly. Yeah. And I think we all are anti-British. Well, maybe not we all, but I would hope most of us are anti-colonialists and anti-British because of that. Yeah. To our Australian listeners, what up, mate? Break free. Yeah. Get free over there, Australia. <laughs> to our Canadian listeners. So we can make Rush Hour 4 yeah. in Australia. Yeah, dude. That would actually work. Rush Hour Down Under? Um, make, uh, what's the, Rebel Wilson and Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I thinking of? <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Hugh Jackman. Um, no, not Hugh Jackman. Who the lady, got? she does the AMC movie theater commercials. No. Who am I thinking of? You're- what is her name? <laughs> What is Nicole it? Nicole Kidman cannot Kidman. be in a Rush Hour movie. Yeah, she can. No. She can do anything. I'm trying to think of some silly Aussies. That would be good. Some really, uh, I mean, Taika Waititi mm. would be amazing in any Rush Hour. Mm. I love that. That's that. Okay. 
I see some appeal. Get Daniel Johns in there. I just said that just to say Daniel Johns. You did. Yep. I saw you. <laughs> We're both wearing Daniel Johns sweaters right now. Shout out to Dan. Yeah. Get the chats to do the yeah. soundtrack. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, hey, Ryan. Yes. In this movie that I have forced you to watch. Made me do. What is your highlight? Uh, it was hard to pull one. Um, oh bullshit, man! But there was there's a joke where um, this is the part where he is giving him the badge and saying "flash the ID and badge" when you go in there, and Jackie Chan looks at it and it's just this like it's not even Chris Tucker. It doesn't even look like him. Mm-hmm. It's just like a completely different black dude. Um, but Jackie <laughs> Chan hands it back to him and says, <laughs> this, "He says uh, this won't work. I'm not six one." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I, I really love that joke. I mean, that's the type of racial humor you should have in this type of movie. Yeah. Instead of the most uh, overt shit that Tucker does throughout. Uh, right. Yeah. Can I just say real quick, um, my siblings and I practiced that move. We had like the a notebook. Or, the, yeah, we had yeah. like a notebook and we practiced the I, move. You know, that's interesting because I feel like I, I did that at some point as a kid, but from a different movie. Something Probably. else inspired that. Yeah. Yeah. That whole flip. Yeah. Huh. It was just so cool. Fun. Low well, light. Uh, well, the contrived element uh, that inspired the fight was just too much. The what's up, my N-word. Forcing Jackie Chan to do that. That son of a oh. bitch, Brett Ratner, and whoever fucking else was a participant in writing this, I feel like they convinced Jackie Chan to do something that he was not culturally aware of. Um, it's hard. I think it's exploitative to yeah. make a man like that do that scene when you know he could not possibly understand the implications of that. Yeah. So I, I think it's abusive. I don't, I don't love the way we enter any of these fights. Uh, um, I, I think all of them. It's, it felt like they were like, okay, we're midway through this, so we should have a fight right now. How are we going to do that? It doesn't make sense for Jackie Chan to break into the Chinese consulate. Um, building the way it happens, yeah. The, the it, it, yeah, the way it happens, yeah, yeah, is yeah, kind yeah. of the phrase. The way it happens is kind of fucked up. Like it doesn't, they, yeah, it doesn't make sense to fight on the star bus. It yeah. doesn't make sense for most of the fights, except for the end one. That one, uh, whatever. It's this weird thing where, and I, I have a an analogy or a metaphor for this that I'm not going to use because I think it'd be triggering. But it is this thing where you get it started in such a fucked up way, but somehow leads to something pleasurable. Like, it's just, it it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, I watched the TV version of this, oh. so I don't even remember that scene. Oh, that may not have been in there. Yeah. Being in there. Uh, that or it was bleeped out. Because um, I will say I grew up pretty sheltered, so I didn't know what the N-word was until high school. So I definitely didn't hear it in this film. <laughs> Jesus. I know. I don't know. Whoa, boy. Yeah. It's a different world. Very different, and that's why we have this I awesome don't remember not hearing podcast. That. I not do not remember a time where that did not exist in the world. Yeah, I mean, I for a 
couple of years, the only like real socialization I had was church and it was, you know, it was a Southern Baptist church. So, Mm. um, yeah, that, it it just wasn't something that I knew. Shucky dang darn. Yep. There you go. All right. Well, you must have a highlight or do you? Oh, girl. You seem to still enjoy it in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my highlight is. All right, everybody, I'm happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But this video is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Shrug. One love, one love. You're lucky just to have just one love. One love, one love. You're lucky just to have just one Oh, you know that was Houdini with One Love, 1986. (laughs) I guess that's a hip-hop track. I never thought of it as rap music back in the day. This would come on and, you know, on MTV, and I would kind of be in and out of this. And it's because they would rap, but then they would sing. Okay. And I think when they were rhyming, I'm like into it. And then when they started singing, I didn't like it as much. Yeah, I feel the same. And it wasn't as cool as like Kumo D. But it's in the same vein. Uh, Especially this far removed from that time period, it's kind of very similar. Now, uh, before we move any further, I want to say rest in peace to Ecstasy, who is the man in the Zorro hat. Uh, He did pass in 2020, and uh, he will be greatly missed. Um, Houdini's responsible for some fucking awesome music. Houdini is the group name? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, Interesting. Excuse me. Now, you know, friends. How many of us have them? Yeah, I I unfortunately do. Yeah. That's Houdini. Ah, okay. Um, They also have a Halloween song that's fucking awesome. Okay. Um, The synth, it goes like forever at the beginning of it. It's just, it's amazing. So check that out. I feel like you've shown me that. We listen to that occasionally. Um, Okay. But yeah, you hadn't seen this video, I'm assuming. No, uh, definitely not. It's interesting, right? Yeah. It's seared in my memory. Like them sitting on that couch like that Mm -hmm. um, is every, if you say the word, if you talk about this band, that's what comes to mind is them sitting on this couch. And now I didn't realize it back then. Um, It's been quite a while since I I watched this, but uh, they're talking to a kid. Like there's a story here. Oh, yeah. This kid's fighting with his girlfriend. Yeah. And um, they're kind of knocking some sense into him. It's a PSA for not cheating or um, sticking with one person. There's a line where he says the uh, one in the hands better than two in the bush, you know, some shit like that. And um, I feel like that is literally the whole theme of this video the story of the video is like they're trying to tell him yo you have a good woman oh you feel like that's the theme or they illicitly tell you repeatedly that that is the theme of the song yeah (laughs) it's so it's very literal it's very literal and i don't i i don't like this but i also don't want to trash on it why not um, because speak your truth. 
Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like I have the right to talk on this because it's really not like my era of music or my genre of music, right? Like I don't know a lot about this time period or this um, group. So I don't know. It's difficult for me. Well, to that's talk the whole point is it. you, it's what's your impression my impression is that this is bad, um, <laughs> that um, it's very literal, and I don't like the chorus. It doesn't sound very good. <laughs> um, don't, 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 don't. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's not for me. That's all. It's, it's not for me. Yeah, it's not for me. I love everything that's happening happen, happen visually. <laughs> I love everything that's happening visually. I think they took a very literal song and they did a nice job of um, making it, I don't know, abstract, I guess. They're all talking in an apartment in New York. That's kind of fun. They're playing with levels like... When we're down to earth, when we're talking about being like very real, we're down on the ground, like on the street. That's really nice. But when we're talking about like the concept, we're way up in this New York apartment, like up in our head. I I like that element. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, uh, you know what? That's my highlight. Okay. That's what I like. I, that's a very nice uh, piece of analysis there. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, you got a particular low light? I mean, probably... The chorus? I figured that's... Okay. Uh, I've heard you sing this, and I just thought that it was like, I don't know, shaggy. Like, I just thought... <laughs> I, I don't know what I thought well, it was. Well, I know it's been kind of reused, or reworked, remade at some point, too. Sure. Uh, it's classic. Um, or it's uh, Bono, one love, got to there's also, carry uh, each other. But there's also um, Bob Marley. Oh, yeah, one yeah, yeah. Love. Yeah. So there's three one loves. Yeah, that I can think of right now. <laughs> so what is that, mathematically, what does that equal? <laughs> three loves. Three loves. <laughs> three one there's loves. There's actually three loves. Yeah. All these people are wrong now, but they weren't wrong when they made the songs. It took them making the songs to for us to now have the possibility of three love. Yeah. I like it. Three loves. Yeah. What are your three loves, Ryan? Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it is not for me, but I liked watching it. I like the hat. I like the costume. I like the look. I like the hat. The vibe. I like the apartment. Yeah, like the apartment is very it's nice. It's so cool. Yeah. What is your highlight for this? Uh the guy's orange all orange outfit was very bold and interesting I to knew me. You were gonna say that. <laughs> he that man was a champ for trying that. Uh especially because it did help him stand out, honestly. Yeah. Uh good. I want to dive into what that says about his character in this music video, but there is not enough well, time. Yeah, I feel like Ecstasy is the one talking to the kid more than him. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like Ecstasy's playing a direct conversational role with the kid, whereas the orange suit guy is more the theoretical, philosophical elements of having only one person uh, to love. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, now that we've broken this down fully. Oh, I oh, have. Low light. Low light. Yeah. Uh, yeesh. 
Oh, lights. Not the chorus? No. I, I feel like I that's love this more than, than, I, than I've ever loved this. Um, <laughs> let's see. I got nothing. All right. You love it all the way right. You fully love everything happening in the video. I don't like the domestic dispute because there it's a little bit more violent than it needs to be to show what's going on in this world. Yeah. So I would say that I'm not sure this is a healthy relationship, but I'm really getting a little too serious about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so uh, otherwise, no, man. I think everybody's trying some looks here. Um, my low light is the homie is gone. Rest in peace, ecstasy. Yeah. Let's get back to this movie. All right, let's do it. Drug. Okay, so my highlight is War by Edwin Starr. What is it good for? All right, people laughed at me when I said that Jackie Chan has a beautiful singing voice. Did we all forget that he sang War in Rush Hour? He has a great singing voice. I think he also sings in Shanghai Noon. His singing voice is beautiful. Hear him sing in Mandarin. Man sounds amazing. I bet that's great. He's so good. But he misses the tune here. He is not hitting the right melody. Quarrel. (laughs) Quarrel. He sounds amazing. Seriously, I I'm think trying to he's, think how he does it. He's like, well, what is it good for? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. That's yeah. it. He doesn't do it exactly. It's not the right melody. Maybe. But I think he has a great voice. And then he sings he some says, Mandarin yeah, in another movie. And I can't think of what movie it is. But it just it shocked me. It's one of those things where because you know the song so well... When he doesn't sing it right, it's sure. like you can't even mimic the way he's fucking it up because you know how it goes. It's hard to break <laughs> the actual version of it. It's like when, is it Fergie or Gwen Stefani who sings the national anthem? Hold on. <laughs> we're like, I want to play that game. Is it Fergie or Gwen Stefani? <laughs> that sounds I like think, a great game. No, I think it's Fergie. You know the video I'm talking about. Hey, where next episode, the you anthem. need to come at me with a fact, a fun fact, and ask if it's Fergie or Gwen Stefani. I, I want this game incorporated. Okay, this is deal, great. Deal. Um, sampled in the Moulin Rouge. Is it Fergie or Gwen Stefani? Love it. Let's go. Um, yeah. Turn it into a board game. I like his singing. It sounds beautiful. I like the dance that they do. I like the it's montage fun, yeah. of them training each other. It, yeah. It's nice. I mean, that that would be great if it weren't for the fact they're pointing fucking guns in each other's faces most of I the time. I know. That's terrible. It's supposed to symbolize like uh, them learning from each other I wanted and to truly love that. being partners. Yeah. yeah, but then it's war. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, war is overlaying the it, it's throughout the montage yeah. that they're supposed to be bonding and it's so strange. It is. It feels like the movie is intentionally divisive. Um it's trying to like feign respect while it's still drawing a very bold line in between things, right? I do yeah. not care for this. Interesting. All right. Um my low light. Mhm. My low light is 
the moment when Chris Tucker doesn't know that he's about to be fooled. He is a bad cop. He does not deserve a good mission, James Bond. But he (laughs) also doesn't deserve to be the only person not in the know in the room. Right, I think that is so wildly inappropriate. Yeah, this is just one of those '90s things where they're trying to check the uh, the ego of a character, whether it's the main character or not. It it happens. Yeah, it's just it's problematic in this film, and it was frustrating. Uh, and even though it didn't carry all the way throughout, it did in some ways in that Jackie Chan is still the one who doesn't know that he's being babysat until he shows up at the council. Like Jackie Chan. I thought Chris Tucker kind of laid that out clear to him. You think so? Yeah. Mm. He spoke English, so he knew he was annoyed. He knew the whole, you know, tantrum that Chris uh, Tucker was throwing. Yeah, but Chris Tucker wasn't he wasn't intentionally telling Jackie Chan that it was like a babysitting mission. No, I guess not. Right? They aim to keep him out of the know. He did say they don't want to possible. see you. They don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, oh, well, yeah, at some point. No, early yeah. on, he, he told him that. Whatever. I, I just, <laughs> I don't like it. It didn't sit well with me. That's all that's really going on. We're getting real serious about a movie that nobody else that made it took it seriously so yeah. and we might need to back off um so i already know the answer but in this movie um this movie i have made you watch um did you experience urges to run away or make this bitch famous i would make this bitch less famous if i could wow if i could take this away from the world i would oh my god like <laughs> like, like the a, avengers like just uh, fist that like take an it art away. black hole uh, oh should that exist the art black hole an art black hole I want an art exhibition that Honestly, is an no. art black hole <laughs> i love that idea where like oh that'd be kind of neat though if all the art in the exhibition just slowly moved towards this like empty space where it just went away forever i'm saying like what if an artist became more globally aware like a stanislaw zukowski used to do art for the nazis and then later in life um he Became Died. far more enlightened, and he did a lot of other really, really I amazing. I wouldn't art. call it far more enlightened, but he did. Oh, but he became not a Nazi. Yes, yes. That's a big leap. He was never a Nazi, according to him. According to him, but he was complacent. So yeah, <laughs> you're a Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. Same thing. So what if like his um, unenlightened art just slowly fell into a black hole while all of his stuff that he did later in life like just kind of hung well, I don't out. like that. I don't like that. I think that's interesting. Even as an artist, I have things that are problematic in my recording history and I chose not to trash it. Mm, interesting. It was very tempting to just be like, oh, this doesn't exist anymore. There is actively a commercial that I did just floating around YouTube. And what I would give to just throw that into a black hole, yeah. an artist black hole, it doesn't even deserve the term 
art. Yeah. I'm talking a lot of shit. I mean, this, as bad as this movie is, I just wish it wasn't celebrated. Right. That's yeah. all. And I don't, I don't know that it necessarily is. If this is people have fond memories, that's why you're bringing movie. it to me. Exactly. But I think the reason why I brought it was one, I watched the TV version of this, and then two. Ooh. Yeah. Exactly. Is that something we should be doing? Oh, watching the TV version of. So if you've I never seen know how. a full version of something. Wow. Maybe we watched the. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been strange because sometimes the TV version is fun uh, with like the overdubs, um, the ADR corrections to curse words. And oh, shit. I do love that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really fun. Yeah. So um, yeah, keep that in mind, man. If there's something that you did not see the, the explicit version of, we should try. I will have to think on that. That's cool. That's great. I think the Mash movie immediately comes to mind, and there have to be others. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Do you feel like you have learned anything about me while watching this movie with me? I have learned that you can understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. Oh, wow. <laughs> you learned that? Cool. Yeah. How, how deep. Yep. How amazing. Yeah, this movie isn't saying a lot. No, it, it isn't. It's talking a lot, but it's saying nothing. But you know what? Neither was that music video you showed me. As Shakespeare said, all sound and fury signifying nothing. That was beautiful. Yes. Wow. Yes. Holy shit. That's, like, whoa. that's this movie in a nutshell. <laughs> the collector. Just mm. pulling out Shakespeare. Billy Quiz Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing else to say about this movie other than um, thank you for watching it with me. I don't think I ever need to watch it again. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel a need to return to the... I have Shanghai Noon, okay? Oh, well, I mean, this definitely inspired me to uh, break out some Jackie Chan. I, I do miss, um, you know, his really good... I films. haven't watched Drunken Master in a while, so that should happen. I feel like our Meals kid, on Wheels. Our kid or would Wheels love on that. Meals, sorry. Wheels on Meals. Yeah, Wheels on Meals is dope. Our kid would love these movies, and it was a, a big part of my childhood. She loves things like people getting bonked. So, yeah. Jackie yeah. Chan is kind of like, while it's super violent technically, yeah. he, it's more of the dance. It, and it's so beautiful, like, knowing where martial arts movies come from. You know, it's a cultural expression that is born from, like, dances, traditional dances they would do. Um, and, yeah, so just why it's so poetic, but it's funny. That's yeah. that's his side of this. He's basically Bruce Lee if Bruce Lee had a really cool sense of humor. Like, um, um, it's drunken style, right? It's not, I shouldn't even say Bruce Lee because his martial arts isn't... It is the stunt stuff. Yeah. He's a great martial artist, but he's a stunt martial artist. You know, he's not like that cool uh, Bruce Lee stoic type thing. So No, it's less about the hits and more about like the way we get to the hit i think it is more of an american action sensibility yeah. but with a hard-nosed um execution that only jackie chan has ever brought mm -hmm. to film so comedy um, with reverence we will be exploring it. potentially on this show but definitely in our personal lives and hopefully hopefully if, if you haven't watched anything other than fucking rush hour movies with jackie chan please by all means Go check out Police Story, Super Cop, uh, Wheels on Meals. Um, what, what was the one you were saying? Drunken Master. Drunken Master. Uh, it's all good. 
So good. All right. I have one question left. And that's what we watch next. What we watch next? Well, we got to wrap up this season of sequels here. Season two is coming to an end. We're looking at a new year starting here. And we got some fun stuff coming up for season three. Um, there's going to be a fun guest episode just to tease that. But uh, to wrap up season two, I think um, I'm going to go back to a pretty interesting well. And that's going to be Revenge of the Nerds. No! <laughs> This is the the sequel to Revenge of the Nerds. Wait, what? It, I, it's just called Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, two. Revenge of the Nerds, two. Wait, what is it called? Let's see. Oh, no. No, cut to um, camera panning up away from my face and me just screaming, No! Okay, so it's Revenge of the Nerds. Uh-huh. Nerds in Paradise. Oh, wow. <laughs> How nice. So, I mean, I hate to do it to you, but we got to watch the last Revenge of the Nerds movie that we're going to be watching here, too. Are there more than two? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. But I'd only make you watch these two. Um, looking forward to wrapping up our season of sequels How with nice. some nerds. Yay! I'm so <laughs> excited, guys. Would uh, you have uh, preferred a police <laughs> academy I, movie? No, 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 no. I would not. I, uh, I don't know. Goots. Goots is cool. I am team Goots now. That you is something re- I could not say. You loved the first Revenge of the Nerds. I did not. You did. It was so problematic. You loved that It's movie. so problematic. There's one part of it that is a problem. Otherwise, it's amazing. People of Earth, I am not on record liking revenge of the nerds (laughs) like do not put that down we got the tapes everybody no all right so we look forward to the next episode you know where to check us out on socials and all that shit um anything kaylee no before (laughs) i'm just gonna say next time be polite to my nuts and we out (laughs) Mm-hmm. Boing, boing. <laughs>